So that was uh, Madman by Sean Rowe. Um, uh, you're listening to Wellington Access Radio, uh, 783 AM and online. With me, Ali and uh, Laura. You yes. want to say hello again, Laura? Kia ora, it's Laura. Kia ora. And uh, this is B-Side Stories. Yes, I always forget to say the actual title of what we're doing. That's what um, you're listening to. Yeah. So um, we've, we're welcoming into the, uh, the studio um, Abby. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and Celia. Um, and you guys have written uh, written a book. So, well, firstly, are you, you guys still in school? We just finished. Just school finished. Then, so you oh, to uni. cool. Sorry, I just I, hang on. I've just I'll just do that again because I didn't turn your mics on. Okay. <laughs> it's Tell first us again. first show of the year, and we're um, amateurs. <laughs> 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 so yeah, um, so welcoming in uh, uh, Abby and Celia. So hi guys. Hello <laughs> uh, again. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, yeah, and you guys have just written a book um, about anxiety and depression, and yeah. you've just finished school. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> So um, how did it um, how did it come about? Um, yes, uh, which which one of you kind of initiated the uh, the book? I guess first. Well, I was doing these drawings anyway, just because I like art and it's my outlet and stuff. And then Abby was I was showing them to Abby, and she goes, "We should do something with these." And um, that's how the book came about. We thought we should put it together and try and help some other people because we just thought if it's helping me, then it should help some other people as well. Eh? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, so Celia was just doing these sort of drawings that were um, based around, like, mental health themes. And, um, yeah, and once I saw them, I was like, these are seriously good, we need to do something with these. And then um, that's how it sort of, it sort of developed into a book because it was sort of the best way we thought that we could put it together and make it accessible to other people. Yeah. And was that, was that the... Um, so some of you... Have you both um, struggled with depression in the past or...? Or and is was that a common thing, or was it one of you that was kind of driving that message? No, it's both of us. So yeah. Abby had um, depression a few, well, one year before me, and then I got unwell. And yeah, Abby was actually one of the ones that recognised the symptoms in me and stuff. So um, and that really is a lot of where our friendship came from, that common experience. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, like to be honest, we didn't really know each other that well before the book, and that's yeah. sort of how we became friends because yeah. we're in the same bio class together actually, and yeah. then. Um, yeah, like Celia said, I noticed she was unwell and obviously having experienced a similar situation myself, it was easy, much easier to pick up those yeah. symptoms and that's how we became friends and how the book evolved. And Yeah. yeah. And did you, uh, I think I read um, uh, a kind of a bio or something about it um, that said uh, some help that you got suggested that you use drawing as an outlet. Yeah. Um, but were you already drawing anyway, or and, and was that just uh, you kind of realised what it could be used for, or was it yeah. that you began here? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've always liked my drawing and stuff, but then it was only once I got unwell that I realised that I could actually draw about things that I was experiencing, and that helped me to um, just get stuff out of my head and onto paper and help understand what was going on more, as well as just... Um, something enjoyable to do. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's such a cool um, thing that something that's helping you then ends up. Uh, yeah. it, so it's because initially that what you're doing it for is, yeah. is yourself, and it's like art, a lot of art that um, people find therapy and li- like people having to write, uh, kind of write their poetry that the mm. guests before us and um, musicians as well is they kind of do that, but then it ends up soothing or helping or advising other people and making them yeah. feel that they're not alone, and it's. Um, it's so good that you guys have you, what you're doing. Um, yeah. So, um, so the creation of the book from that point, how did that kind of come about? Was it um, you guys? So you were drawing a wee bit. You, did you start linking it to um, to to each other's words, or um, and did you, did one of you have the drawing role and one have the authoring role, or did you kind of? 
uh, both do do a wee bit. Yeah, so I did the drawings and wrote the words and stuff, but Abby's the one who came up with the messages and the themes and um, what I was writing, basically, so it was a good team effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd, we'd meet up um, at school and, like, come up with plans and yeah. sketch out see them through together. And, yeah. yeah. Now, it's an illustrated book, but yeah. it's got a lot of... Um, quite complex content do you yeah. think, is it meant for little kids or who's your age range well the kind of aim is um what we really found when we were kind of deciding to turn it into a, this into a book was that there's not a lot of resources for teenagers mm. that's actually from people similar to their age like the books that I've been given are often written by adults and they're really good but they just don't have that um that feeling like there's other people your own age experiencing, yeah, yeah, experiencing something similar. So, um, yeah, that's what we're hoping to do here is help young people. I don't know what the age would be like, thirteen to twenty. That, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess that was our initial aim yeah. was young people because that was where we saw a um, gap in the market. Yeah. But what we've really learnt since the book's been published is that it's actually really applicable for people of all ages. Yeah. And not only young, not people suffering from a mental illness, but mm. just generally everyone has been that we've talked to have been able to um, get something from the book. Because we all feel down at times and we all struggle with who we are, yeah. regardless of whether that's clinical depression or to what extent. So um, that's been something that's, I guess, surprised us as well and also been really cool to see is that so many people have been able to get something from it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and, what, and has it had a, a lot of reach around, uh, yeah, around the schools or your school and the schools um, that you kind of have you been have you kind of pushed it out that that way or? Yeah, well, um, it's getting around the schools through the guidance counsellors mainly. Uh, um, I think the guidance counsellor from our school, Wellington Girls, is um, linking up with other counsellors around the country. So that's cool. Going to schools and then. Um, yeah, a few psychologists and, mm. and yeah, yeah. And what advice would you guys give to somebody who thinks they might be, um, yeah, they might have depression? Um, for me personally, one of my biggest things is what we wanted to achieve with the book is just to take an attack at the stigmatized attitudes of mental illness mm. and really just get the message out there that it's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, because there's so much like beating around the bush with this sort of thing, and it's. Yeah, it's it's such a it's such a common issue, and that's another thing that's come really apparent for us as we've um, published the book is that people that we that we thought had their lives completely together and ha- mm. but have actually been suffering behind closed doors. Yeah. So just to um yeah to ask for help, and if you think something's not right, to just not be afraid to speak up about it, or to, if you think someone else is suffering, to speak up about that and speak to them. Yeah. Yeah. And and because it, it's interesting you mentioned the stigma because um, I was going to ask you about that <laughs> yeah. uh, because uh, I think I mean <laughs> I'm showing my age but 15 16 years ago when um, when I was a teenager at school I had no idea yeah. of stuff um, yeah. that other people were going through and yeah. and I feel in hindsight really really ignorant and it's only through my 20s and through really honest r- conversations with with my peers that I've realised that so many of us were kind of mm. going through these things yeah. at yeah. a really changeable time in your life. 
and um and yeah and i wondered whether for you guys it is a bit more it's more open in school it's it's mentioned Definitely. because uh, certainly from my experience it wasn't even yeah it wasn't wasn't on my radar when i was Sort yeah. of in my teens. Yeah, it's definitely still there's definitely still a lot of work to be done. I, would I say. think yeah, we've come a long way, yeah. definitely. But um, I say the challenge for young people is um, being brushed off as just being moody teenagers or that kind of mm. thing. So just going on what Abby said before, if you think you do might you might have depression or something, to talk to anyone and just keep talking because I think yeah, it's easy for young people to just be brushed off as yeah being angsty teenagers and that mm. kind of thing, and that's really something more. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and the more people that are vocal and um, about their own struggles, yeah. uh, are also there to be. They're more likely to be spoken to by somebody who may think they are yeah. struggling. And so you guys have yeah. done a great thing by kind of getting it out there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, in in thinking about people's misperceptions, do, do you guys have any advice that you might give to someone who's a friend or a parent of somebody who is suffering from depression? Um, I would say don't blame yourself. It's not your fault. A lot of this, a lot of these illnesses, it's really, it's a chemical thing. It's not, it's not because of you and it's not because you're doing anything wrong, but just, just be there for them and, um, and yeah. 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 Like it can happen to anyone. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have in your life. It's not a first world problem. Yeah. It's a challenging thing to support someone through, but it's a very... It's a very kind and noble thing to support someone who's struggling with a mental illness. So yeah. mm. it's tough, but it's a very good thing to be able to do. Yeah. And yeah. Have you been surprised at how many people have come forward with what you've done around mm. you and said, oh, I've, I had problems? Mm. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's been, honestly, it's been astounding. Like, yeah. just some, yeah, some, of, some of my people that I th- thought I knew really well have, um, yeah. find, like, through the book, they've felt like that was a chance for them to be able to yeah. come out and say. Mm. Yeah. And it's just been, yeah. And the other thing, you don't have to have, like Abby said, clinical depression or an anxiety disorder to speak about your mental health. It doesn't have to be something that winds you up in hospital. Like, everyone can talk about what's going on for them. And it's all helpful. It's all good to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I can I put you guys on the spot and ask if you've got a favourite passage in the book to, oh, that you yeah. could read? Us? Yeah, sure. We've been asked this question before, so it's not. All oh, right, much okay. <laughs> Is yeah. it the same favourite passage as the first time you're asked? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that one. Cool. We'll go. Yeah. So my favourite is um, this page, which says, "You are not a burden. You have a burden. It's very different. You're a human being with a full life ahead of you, and you have every right to be looked after." And I like that one because it's something I really relate to. Mm. And it stopped me speaking out for a long time, the fear of being a burden to my friends and family. Mm. But it's just not the case. And there are so many people that just want to look after you. Mm. Yeah. And I would say that mine is probably the you come out better off on the other side page, which um, basically it's a uh, two people in a dark tunnel with a torch. And coming out of it is... We've got some captions about the sorts of things you gain from overcoming a mental illness, like um, understanding of yourself, coping strategies, more empathy and understanding, understanding what matters, and more emotional awareness and empathy. And I find this one to probably be one of my favourites because when you're in the midst of a mental illness or when you're in the midst of feeling down or whatever, it doesn't feel like it's happening for any reason and it feels like there's nothing good coming from it, but there actually is. And once you do overcome something so huge it really will set you up for life and just give you the coping strategies that will Mm. put you ahead of the game yeah 
So yeah. on that note, would you go, would you guys go as far to say that you know your own um, your own depression has kind of been a blessing in disguise because you've been yeah. able to have, yeah. yeah. If you don't yeah, yeah. if you don't see it that way, way then yeah, it's hard to. I think for me personally, it's been a huge thing for me. Just yeah, a, a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Otherwise, it's hard to understand why it's actually happening, and but, it just feels like it's purposeless. But it is. There's a reason for it. Yeah. And it is because it's making us making people that have gone through it better off. Mm. Yeah, as far as uh, as you read out on that page, that understanding and empathy, you girls really demonstrate that just with the way that you're able to talk about it really maturely. Oh, thank yeah. you. Definitely. <laughs> doing, doing great. So where Thanks. can um, where can uh, people kind of, is there somewhere on the internet that people can kind of Skype or scope out the book as well? But um, yeah. And where can they buy it physically in Wellington? Um, um, well, we're just visiting bookshops in Wellington at the moment, but if you would like to buy it, our publisher's website, createbooks.co.nz, um, they're available online and also on Book Depository if you search up When Life Gives You Lemons. That's the name of the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, worst radio host ever. <laughs> Okay, so when yeah, when life gives you lemons, that's good because yeah. people just keep listening until they hear yeah. the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you yeah, missed out key it, details, suspense, keep yeah, them in suspense. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Strategic. Good. Yeah, yeah, that was done deliberately. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so book depository, they can search the title. Yeah, cool. Yeah, awesome. It, for listeners who can't see the book, it's filled with these brilliant, busy, colorful pictures and all of this handwritten text, which is really beautiful. Did you guys? I mean. I guess my question is about the technical side of publishing the book. Was it a challenge, or how did yeah. two teenagers go about getting a book published? It was having everything hand-drawn and handwritten definitely made it more challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah, when because we, like we said, when we just when we were making it, we were just doing it by ourselves, and it was only when it was all completed that we actually approached a publisher, our lovely publisher up in Hamilton. Shout out to Anne Neville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Anne. <laughs> and, um, and like, any, when any book goes to publishing, there's always things that need to be fixed up. So having everything hand-drawn and needing to fix things was quite challenging, but we got there. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're pretty we're pleased, very pleased with the result. And to be honest, once you've been through a mental illness, everything else is pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And are you guys, um, yeah, are you guys still writing and drawing? And if, is there any plans for anything else? Yeah, definitely. I've been, um, we've kept on drawing, and we hope to publish another book someday. We've got a couple of drawings down. Um, yeah, we want to make something more general for young people because um, I think a lot of people are scared off by the title saying it's for young people with depression and anxiety, but really it's for so much more and um so yeah we want to make another book that's just more more general and gets the message across to a wider audience yeah we just need to promote this one first yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and how's that going it's going yeah, yeah. It's, it's going really well the um reception's been really positive so far so so it just makes it all worth it when you yeah it's such exciting. good feedback from people and people that have even said it's like that it's really touched them and that's it just yeah. makes it so worth it that people can relate to it and have gotten something out of it yeah i think uh, i think personally it is something um that i i mean i don't know too much about these days but it's it was definitely missing yeah. when um when i was younger and um yeah and i think that i think this is why you guys are going to get great traction on what you've done um and it was going to be well received because um it's really important thank you um, yeah Thanks. yeah and those people who've kind of been through that time period without help will realize it and um yeah yeah, and hopefully, yeah, that 
we can nip a few things in the bud and get a few kind of really good. So actually talking about coping mechanisms, like what do you recommend for depression? Because it's it's not never something that kind of, um, I mean, I, I had my own struggles. I'll, I'll be open <laughs> yeah. about that. I had my own yeah. struggles um, in my early 20s. And my, my dad said to me, it doesn't it doesn't get better quickly and it, and it sounds no. like bad it sounds like oh negative advice but it doesn't get it, yeah. it's not like i'll be better by the weekend no. it's a long process and even then there's going to be setbacks but um but yeah you develop coping mechanisms and have you got um some advice about that yeah so um a lot of recovering from mental illness is staying in the present and that's what um it's a lot of what the what mindfulness is, which is helpful. And it's because a lot of depression is kind of ruminating about what's happened in the past and a lot of anxiety is worrying about what's going to happen in the future. So if you can keep yourself in what you're doing while you're doing it, that's a very valuable thing. And um, for me, how I do that is through my drawing and other people it might be exercise or dance or whatever you do, but um, Mm -hmm. that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, and just also as well the importance of having support around you from yeah. other people is just, just open and honest conversations yeah. yeah yeah and there's lots of meditation and breathing exercises that can be really helpful as well there's much more awareness about it these days as well i think yeah, uh, definitely. yeah certainly and then and so then, then there's more opportunity yeah um yeah there's mindfulness courses on in the park and yeah stuff like that. yeah yeah that's great um yeah uh do you have any song did you pick any songs that we ha- i actually haven't um yeah, we, I don't think we asked you. Oh, oh, that's no. putting us on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that's on the spot. I'm also putting myself on the spot because I think it's going to be impossible for me to find I them. think that's over okay. to you, Ali. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get on to it. Okay. But I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll thank Abby and Celia for coming in and talking about their book, When Life Gives You Lemons. Yeah. <laughs> the title of the book. Uh, it is actually a really great accomplishment. You guys have done an amazing well, job. Thank you. I think a lot of people might... Uh, have a have an idea and then never take the steps to yeah. actually pursue it. So you guys have done a great job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. Like, um, yeah. I think uh, this is. I don't know if you heard the start of the show, but we said this was the first show of the year. Oh, cool. And, um, so we've had uh, January off, and Laura's kind of coming into it new. And one thing that I realised at the end of last year was that how constantly inspired I am by doing it and so you got, you make me go away and I want, I want to spend my money on your book and I want to go for the poetry thing tomorrow and um yeah it's a really great thing to be involved with and yeah and cool. it's cool that you guys have come out of Wellington and doing creative things uh, yeah it makes me love Wellington all the more oh, thank cool. you so much thank you very, very yeah much. thanks for coming on cool. Ali give us a song cool um this is called Little Giant um uh, and my housemate when I played it to him uh I was really enjoying the song and then he said oh, this sounds a bit like it could be from a Disney movie. And that kind of ruined the song for me. But I think uh, Little Giant, it's about Little Giant start small and become big. So it's kind of a good good message. So I'll uh, hit play.
saw through the things I hide Yet still He said be yourself You turn out alright You made me run like I never run Try like I never tried Fight like I never fought Maybe wanted You made me run Like I never run Try like I never tried Fight like I never fought Maybe wanted That was a pretty pretty cool show, wasn't it, Laura? 
Yeah, I I loved it. Um, I we got to hear a bunch of poems, and we got to hear from some really inspirational young women. So it was an awesome show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and I'm I'm now fresh, uh, just refueled my inspiration for the year, and I can't wait till the next one actually. But I, I do um, I will get tighter on the old um, song choices, and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's okay. It worked out in the end, and I. Uh, yeah, isn't it great to hear from creative people who have a lot of things going on that are, um, I don't know, just keep making Wellington great? Yeah, yeah. So we will we'll put it up all up on the B sides um, Facebook page and our blog, and um, yeah, check out the Poetry in Motion tomorrow night. Seven, yeah, seven thirty. Poetry in Motion tomorrow night at Meow. Yeah, and and like they said, it's um, something you maybe you maybe think you know what a poetry night is. Go along and break down your preconceptions. Yep. And uh, don't forget uh, Celia and Abby's illustrated book, When Life Gives You Lemons. Yep, available on the book depository. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. <Cool. laughs> that is the title, and that is where you can find it. Uh, it is a beautiful book. It's worth looking up just to have some pictures. We'll, 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 um, we'll put it up on the website of yeah, yeah. B-Side Stories so you mm-hmm. can see uh, the brilliant illustrations. Yeah, cool. So um, you've been listening to uh, B-Side Stories on Access Radio, Wellington, um, 783 AM and online. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us today. And we'll, we'll close on a song and we'll see you. Yeah, enjoy this sunshine. Somebody said to me it's going to be 26 degrees tomorrow. I'm not sure if it's true. I haven't, I haven't checked their fact. Well, uh, tomorrow we'll get a fact check on that. Cool. Okay, yes. Tomorrow, yeah. In real life, in real yeah. time. Because we'll be living in the moment. Yeah. Which is what we, we've got to be mindful in the moment. Right. Yeah, cool. That, that was my, I was, just, I was just pretty chuffed for linking in there. Ali's, yep. yeah. Ali's cool. got some takeaways from today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We'll see you next week on B Side Stories. Thanks for joining us. All the windows on the second floor, where I live with all those chicks, I don't live there no more. All your letters written in your tiny voice Telling me to come back home as if I had another choice I was a believer in the barback, baby I was a believer in Rome If she's not coming over lately I was gonna go back home I was gonna go back home Oh, if she had them spread out on the if there was another one, please don't let me know. And all your letters deeply in my core, telling me to go and see if there was anything more. I was a believer in the barback, baby. I was a believer in Rome. If she's not coming over lately, I was gonna go back home. I was gonna go back home. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.